WVOW Local News, now. For a second day straight, a former town cop in Logan County skipped a hearing in Kanawha County concerning a missing canine officer. I'm Aaron Stone. Former Chapmanville officer Marcus Dudley missed another hearing today in Charleston for charges that have been brought about since the disappearance of Chapmanville town canine officer Chase. Dudley dipped on his initial appearance Wednesday morning before Kanawha County Circuit Judge Duke Bloom. The defense counsel said that Dudley was unable to attend yesterday's hearing because he could not secure transportation from Georgia. Bloom gave the former canine handler until this morning, and then he issued a capious warrant for Dudley's arrest. The county grand jury handed down indictments for Dudley after Chapmanville's officer went missing four months ago tomorrow. Dudley was in charge of canine officer Chase and claimed the dog escaped his collar at Dudley's residence in South Charleston. South Charleston police say that Dudley's story changed. Dudley's been charged with counts including falsely reporting an emergency, two counts making false statements and obstructing an officer, as well as one count misdemeanor animal cruelty. Meanwhile, in Wyoming County, an unnamed Oceana police officer is no longer with the department after the officer allegedly left his canine partner in a hot car back on July 4th. The story was broken by WVNS-TV today when it was confirmed by Oceana Police Chief Tyler Dunnigan. The officer allegedly fell asleep after being up for more than 24 hours, left the dog in the car. The dog was found dead after the officer woke up. According to Dunnigan, that officer officially resigned Wednesday. Wyoming County Prosecutor's Office has launched its own outside investigation. WVOW Logan. Medical emergencies are never expected. They just happen. And when they do, it's critical to know that the skilled emergency medicine specialists and advanced diagnostic technologies at Logan Regional Medical Center are nearby. With imaging, laboratory, and surgery services close, you have access to all the resources you need for high-quality emergency medical care. Logan Regional Medical Center. Be well, live well, that's why we're here. For more information, visit LoganRegionalMedicalCenter.com. Railroad crossing will close next week for repairs. Train crossing is at Chauncey in the Omar area. will close Wednesday morning next week, beginning at 7 o'clock, to complete repairs and much-needed maintenance on the tracks. Work will take place most of the day. A Mingo County man allegedly threatened to kill five people Monday. 40-year-old Brian Colangelo of Warncliffe allegedly made the threats toward five individuals, including three minors. He allegedly held a gun to the head of one of those individuals. Colangelo also shot at one person and a house while under the influence, according to the criminal complaint. He's charged with two counts, wanton endangerment involving a firearm, domestic assault, destruction of property, person prohibited from possessing a firearm, Moreover, Colangelo faces three counts of child endangerment involving risk of death or serious injury. Man wanted in connection with a murder in Huntington is now in custody. The United States Marshals Service says 24-year-old Matthew Doobie Daughtery of Charleston was taken into custody in Baltimore Wednesday morning. Deputy U.S. Marshal Mark Wagamon says they were finally able to track him down. We finally narrowed it down that he was in the Baltimore area and uh, the Capital Area Regional Fugitive Task Force, we got in touch with them, and they were able to uh, apprehend him. Daughtery was arrested without incident. One of four men charged in the November 30th, 2022 shooting death of 40-year-old Christopher Johnson of Huntington. Huntington police arrested Malik Hawk, Lawrence Foy, and Demarcus Patterson back in January. Daughtery got away. 
now awaiting extradition. There's no indication from Governor Jim Justice that the state is going to back down from a new federal lawsuit that says that the state is violating the constitutional rights of 10,000 jail and prison inmates because of worker vacancies, overcrowding, and deferred maintenance. Justice, who is also named as a defendant, said Wednesday the recently completed special session is proof the state is making improvements in corrections. Special session produced pay raises for jail workers and did allocate $15 million toward deferred maintenance. Lawsuit filed in U.S. District Court in the Southern District of West Virginia says there's $270 million in deferred maintenance at the jails, prisons, and juvenile facilities, and the state needs to spend at least $60 million to fill worker vacancies. Plaintiff's attorney, Stephen New, said Wednesday on Metro News Talk Line that a minimum the state is half-stepping right now. Doesn't appear to be any sense of urgency. State Division of Corrections Commissioner Billy Marshall he says that the lawsuit is way off base. doesn't provide any factual basis of any of its claims. We look forward to the opportunity to combat this. Lawsuit seeks a preliminary injunction to prohibit the state from housing inmates in the current conditions. Get local news on demand at WVOWradio.com and on your smart device. This is WVOW Logan. Here's the Coalfields forecast from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center. I'm Storm Tracker 13 meteorologist Chris Knoll, and it was quite the rainy day this Thursday over the cold fields of West Virginia. Overall, those showers are looking to become a little bit more scattered as we move through the afternoon and evening hours. And overall, we're looking to see much drier weather for this Friday. High temperatures look to be around the mid-80s for Friday afternoon. We'll see upper 80s once again once we get into the weekend. Listen throughout the day. Or click on tristateupdate.com for more weather information from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center. The cold fields start the day with the morning news. West Virginia Fire Chief Association President Randy James says he is grateful. $12 million in state funding will now go to support fire and EMS units. He says some firefighters have been buying fuel out of their own pocket for the fire trucks. I have known of people buying fuel for their fire truck out of their pocket. The morning news, weekdays, starting at 6 a.m. on WVOW.